Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to another episode of Jamming with Jason. Hey, today we're going to talk about fear. Fear, 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 right? Now, some people I know uh, say that that's false expectations that appear real. That's one way that people kind of refer to it or talk about it. Uh, but we're going we're, we're gonna to jump in and talk a little bit about fear today, because whether you realize it or not, fear is probably holding you back from getting what you want out of life. Now, you may not use that word, but we're going to go through and talk about some other words share some examples, uh, because today is one of those great episodes where it's just you and me hanging out. So we get to talk about whatever we want to talk about. So with that, let's jump into that episode now. You are jamming with Jason Mefford, where you hear inspiring interviews with some amazing people. Some are famous, some may seem ordinary, and they are all doing extraordinary things to positively change the world. Sometimes it's just you and me having an intimate and authentic conversation about how you can change the world around you and rewrite the story of your life by being more authentic, accepting and loving yourself more, and spreading love to others. Since really, all you need is love. And what the world needs now is love, sweet love. We discuss all aspects of self-improvement, growth, and so much more. Great content, insightful advice that's practical and helpful to anyone that listens. You're always eager to come back for more and share with your friends and family since you learn something in every episode. So sit back and enjoy the easy listening while you feel seen and heard in this informative, authentic, and entertaining podcast. Now, let's roll that beautiful podcast footage. Well, hey, I am glad that you're joining me today. And, uh, you know, I have to say that uh, fear is one of those things that people don't like to talk about, okay? And uh, you'll notice that the title of this episode is Give Fear a suck it sandwich. Now, there's a story behind that. So obviously, I'm going to tell you that story here in just a minute. Um, But you know, this last weekend, we had um, a couple of our friends, uh, kids, they're uh, nine, almost 10 years old. And they're kids that, uh, you know, my wife grew up, she's been really good friends with this friend of ours for a long time. And uh, so they're kind of like our grandkids, if you will. And so we had to kind of go through, we knew they were coming over, they were going to spend the night, you know, and have some activities and stuff planned for them, watch a movie with them. And as part of that, we always have to kind of go around the house and uh, kind of kid proof the house a little bit. Okay, because, you know, my wife and I are empty nesters. So it's just the two of us here in the house. And so 
you kind of forget, you know, those of you with littler kids, you kind of know what I'm talking about, where you have to kind of kid proof stuff, put put things away, you know, that you don't want them playing with and other things like that. So so we had to kind of go around and do a little bit of that because we know that uh, typically when these kids come in in uh, in the house, they they want to go and do a couple of things first. Some of them we didn't want them to do. Some of them we do. Now, why am I telling you this story? Because it was just a reminder. I've been thinking about doing an episode about this for a little while. Um, but one of their favorite things to do when they run in the house is, you know, they, they get themselves settled down and they come into my office, okay? Because there's some really cool stuff in my office, right? And if you were a little kid, you'd want to hang out here. Heck, even if you're not a little kid, it's, it's a cool place to hang out. But um, one of the things that I have in my office, and so again, if you're, if you're watching on uh, YouTube, you can see in the video, you'll be able to see this, but it's a badass button, okay? Um, and so I'm, I'm going to play it for you here, and, and there's where, where this comes from and everything too. But um, if, you're, if you're listening only to audio, think about it, you know, Staples used to have that ad that said, you know, they have that easy button, you know, that was easy or whatever it was that you'd push. And it would uh, make little sayings. Well, that's that's what this does. Uh, and, and so they love coming in here, grabbing this, because it actually has some pretty funny little sayings on it. So I'm going to try to play them and see if you can hear them through. You create your reality. So you create your reality. Feed fear a suck it sandwich. Feed fear a suck it sandwich. And then there's the one that they always have to kind of giggle about, right? Because again, they're younger kids and, you know, one of them says, you are a badass, right? So they always kind of giggle about that. But so why, why, am, I, why am I bringing that up? Well, because I, I like, this all actually comes from a book. Um, Jen Sincero wrote a book called You Are a Badass, How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life. Wow, what a great title that is, right? So, so I have the book with me right here. Um, I've read it a few times. It's actually a really good book. So if you're looking for a good book, if you want to go out and get this, um, it's, it's a great read um, as well. She does a great job in the way that she read it. But I like the idea behind it, right? So first off, it's a little bit edgy. And you know that I'm a little edgy, right? So you are a badass. Now, the thing is, you may not realize but you really are a badass, right? We can sit here and we can laugh about it, ha, 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 but you actually are a badass. Now, how do I know that? Because you're sitting here listening to this podcast, right? And I know that you're doing a lot of cool things to change the world, and you really have greatness within you. And the fact that you're here hanging out with me means you know that, and you're trying to unlock more of that greatness as well. Um, but anyway, so so with that, and like I said, I just got the reminder again, because the kids were running around the house um, all weekend when we had them pushing that button. And um, one of the sayings in there that I like is, you know, give fear a suck it sandwich, right? So because a lot of us end up, you know, really kind of sitting on the sidelines of life is how I'll kind of call it, right? We're we're afraid, you know, you might not use the word fear, but here's some other words that you might hear slip into your vocabulary during the day, right? I'm afraid of doing that. Have you ever said that to yourself? 
Uh, you know, I'm afraid, that's a word that means I'm fearful about something, right? I'm afraid of something that might come. You might say, I'm scared to do that, right? That's another word that a lot of times we use. But whether you're using the word fear, scared, afraid, it doesn't matter, right? We're, we're all kind of talking about the same thing. Now, a lot of times, again, as I've, I've talked about fear before on this podcast, also on the Fire and Earth podcast that I do as well. And a lot of times people will use acronyms to kind of describe fear, like the false expectations appearing real, right? That it's, it's something that we're afraid of or that we think is going to happen. But in reality, it's probably never going to happen, right? Now, the reason this, this hits us and it comes up so much is the way that we're we're programmed, the way that our brain is programmed, because our brain is constantly scanning for danger, okay, because we've spent millions of years as humans trying to avoid danger, right, those predators, those other things that come along, we're trying not to get eaten by the lion, okay, <laughs> now, it's served us well, okay, but the problem is, we're not in environments now where there's going to be a lion that's probably going to be eating us, but every time that we see these little triggers or these things that we're afraid of, uh, we kind of go into that fight, flight, or freeze mode, okay? So there's the, kind of the three Fs that I like to talk about here. A lot of times when we get triggered, we either want to, it's the fight, flight, or free, or freeze. Hello, <laughs> freeze. So what do those things mean? Well, sometimes things will trigger us. You know, there's, there's things that uh, maybe from our past, and I'm going to share some stories on some, some real life examples of me here, um, of where, you know, sometimes we feel like we want to fight when those things come out. You know, put up your dukes. I'm going to give you that, that, uh, that suck it sandwich right to the mouth, you know, sort of a thing. And a lot of times that'll show up in uh, anger, right? Something triggers us, we get angry. We feel like we have to fight, like we have to, like we have to do something, you know. Um, another is flight. You know, I'm going to run away. I'm going to go hide. And, you know, you've heard me talk about that before. That sometimes there'll be triggers that come up and we might feel like, oh, I'm going to go hide in my safe space, right? I'm going <laughs> to, if you read the post that I did before, as a little kid, I used to hide between the refrigerator and the wall. There was just enough space for my little, my little boy body to slide in there. And so when a stranger came over and knocked on the door and my parents let him in, of course, my parents knew who they were. They weren't really a stranger, but I didn't know them. And they, and I was scared. So I fled and I would hide behind the refrigerator, right? Another one that we get so much of the time though, is that we freeze. We just don't take any action. We just stop. We kind of play like a possum. You know, there's that whole idea of playing possum. You, <laughs> you know, you just pretend like you're dead and hope that the prey will walk on by and won't eat you, right? And so that tends to be, you know, what we do when a lot of these things trigger us. We either fight, we flight, or we freeze. Now, why is this holding us back in our life? Uh, well, because again, the problem is a lot of times when we're triggered, if we're fleeing, then we're running away from something, right? And, and if our whole life is spent running away from things, then we're probably not experiencing much in life. If we're freezing up, 
then we're probably, again, we're not doing any of those things. And so, like I said, a lot of times we're sitting on the sidelines and we're just waiting. We're waiting. We're waiting. We're waiting, right? Because we're waiting for the right time. We're, we're waiting for the fear to kind of go away um, before we try to do something new. Um, or, you know, we get angry and we start fighting with whoever it is. And that doesn't work very well for relationships either. So <clears throat> why, to, why to talk about this, right? Because I see, like I said, you know, that there's, if you're not getting the things in life that you want. So again, maybe, you know, you want to be more open about who you are. You want to, you want to show your uniqueness. You want to <clears throat> wear different clothes, <clears throat> get a different job, you know, get into a different relationship. Maybe you want to get into a relationship but fear is holding you back, right? Or maybe you want to do things different at work. You know, you look around and you see that, you know, your, your business world should change or could change and you'd like to make a difference there, but you're afraid because you don't know what's going to happen. Now, as, as we talked before about, you know, fear is one of those emotions that actually is not really happening now. So when you, when you think about linear time, so past, present, and future, when you find yourself being afraid or scared, it's, it's not usually about what's going on right then, okay? Now, you could be startled in the present moment, right? So if I'm, if I'm standing here, we, we find this, we've had a bunch of cockroaches that like, have liked to come into our house recently. And we've got a very clean house, but for some reason, the cockroaches like to come in. And if you've ever dealt with cockroaches, they like to hide because they're trying to hide to stay away from the predators, right? So you move something and all of a sudden this cockroach will come scurrying out and it startles you, but you're not necessarily scared of it, right? I mean, I'm a big ass man. I'm a grown man, right? I'm much bigger than that cockroach that is smaller than my finger. Right. I can easily kill it if I want to. I'm not scared of the cockroach, but sometimes, you know, things startle you and that happens in the present. But where the fear and being afraid and being scared usually comes from is us worrying about something in the future that may never happen. Okay. In fact, if you think about, I want you to go through this next day and just make a note of every time you think or say to yourself, I'm scared of this, I'm afraid of that. And what you will find is every time that that comes up, it's about some future event that may in fact never happen. In fact, I will tell you probably 99% of the things that you are afraid of will never happen. But here's the kicker. And here's where you may be holding yourself back. Okay, one of the people that, that just signed up for one of my coaching programs, she was going through some of the videos. And there were some about mindset. And so, you know, she was worried about... Um, talking to the board and some of the other executives and, and, you know, how to be prepared for going into some of those meetings and things like that. And as she was watching this, she sent me some messages and she said, so, 
So really what you're talking about is like, if I'm scared about it, then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? If I'm fixated on it, if I'm scared about it, right? Then I go into the meeting feeling scared. I look scared to everybody else. And so I'm effectively like shooting myself in the foot. And I'm like, uh, yep. And that's why we're talking about mindset, right? Because if you can instead train yourself how to feel confident and prepare yourself by being confident, doing some of the different mindset practices and conditioning work that I share with you here on the podcast, but that I share at an even deeper level with the people that I coach, you're actually preparing yourself or creating the future that you want. Okay, one of the quotes that I love is from Henry Ford, at least it's ascribed to him, but it says whether, uh, you know, whether you can, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. Because if you think you can't do it, you're probably not going to be able to do it. But if you think you can do it, you're probably going to be able to do it. Does that make sense? Okay. But again, it all starts back with mindset. So if we're sitting here and, and being afraid or scared of these different things that happen, and if we do it over and over and over and over and over again, what tends to happen is that thing happens. So we're afraid of getting cancer. And oh my goodness, I'm so afraid. I'm so scared of it, right? We put words like that out there. And if you look, the people who say those things tend to be the people who get it, right? Take a simple thing. Oh, I hope I don't get sick. Oh, I hope I don't get sick. Oh, I mean, I know I'm going to get sick. You hear people talking about or saying things like that. They're afraid or scared that they're going to get sick. Are those the people that get sick? Yes. <laughs> okay. So if you're saying that to yourself, just stop it, right? Stop saying those things. But let's get in here and do a little, a little story time, because what I'm going to tell you is I don't want you sitting there. I don't want you to worry, to be afraid of some of these different things. Instead, right, I want you to be able to push through it because here's the reality, folks, okay, is you're going to, if you're having those thoughts, yes, there are some ways that you can reprogram your, your, those thoughts. You can, you can talk to yourself different. You can do some of the other <coughs> mindset uh, practices and conditioning that I teach, but you can also just push your way through it. And so what does that mean, right? Well, you, you just push your way through the fear. You face the fear, you push yourself through it like a warrior would, and you realize that it really isn't that big of a deal, okay? So, you know, just recently I posted on Facebook about an experience that I had with my beard and uh, in going and actually having a shave done at the barbershop. Now, I have always been apprehensive, okay? I'll be honest, I've been scared to do that, right? Because the idea of letting somebody else with a razor sharp knife, you know, cut around on my neck kind of freaked me out, okay? Um, and so I avoided going and doing that for a long time, right? And finally, this last week, I thought, you know what, again, I'm sitting here teaching people to confront their fears to push through, to be who they want to be, I need to be doing it too, 
and I do, but I wanted a tangible thing of, of me actually being able to have a win as well. So I took the opportunity to book myself into a, to a salon, go down to a barber who's fabulous and, uh, and actually got a shave, right? It was something that scared me. I was apprehensive to do it, but why was I apprehensive? Well, I saw all the mob movies and, you know, different slasher movies and other stuff where people use a straight edge, a straight red, straight edge razor to kill somebody to cut their neck, right? So if I've seen a lot of those images over and over again in my head, what am I going to be thinking? Oh my gosh, if I go to the barber and he makes a little, you know, slip of the hand and all of a sudden I'm dead, right? Now, the reality is that going to happen? No, right? This is a trained barber. It's somebody who's done this before. But in fact, you know, as I, as I went in and did it and I told him, you know, why I'm doing it and, and uh, got some advice on my beard and how to, how to do this stuff, then he makes a joke right? He's like, don't worry, I've done this once before, and I have a Band-Aid. <laughs> and it's like, well, yeah, but a Band-Aid ain't going to help, right? But, but the idea is, why should I be afraid when I know this is what this man does for a living? If, if he does this for a living, I'm in very good hands, right? So there was really no logical reason for me to be afraid of it, to be apprehensive of it, but I was going to continue to stay in that point until I pushed through. So the way I pushed through, I went, I booked myself, did a few deep breaths, some other stuff, and I had the shave. And guess what? I'm alive. And how do you know that? Because I'm sitting here talking to you, right? Okay, so I pushed through that, right? Now, what are some other things and uh, some other ways, some other examples? Well, a few years ago, I was in Las Vegas with a group of people. We were there on, um, we had a business meeting, you know, so we did the business stuff that we needed to do during the day. And then of course, since we were in Las Vegas, you know, everybody wanted to go out, right? And, and kind of bar hop and, and go down the strip. So we were doing that. And we went into this one place that had a mechanical bull, okay? And um, I've always wanted to ride a mechanical bull but have always been a little afraid too, right? Of, you know, what's going to happen. But again, as, as we get into this bar, you know, everybody gets their drink and we're looking around and somebody goes, hey, there's a bull over there. You know, who's, who's going to ride the bull? I want to ride the bull. And I, my hand went up, right? I'm like, I want to ride the bull. Now, I just went and rode the bull. I didn't think about it, okay? Because here's something else I'm going to tell you that's going to be a cautionary tale to you. If you sit there and try to think about, think about, think about, think about, you're going to talk yourself out of it, okay? Because again, a lot of you have been taught to manage risk. You're going to look at everything. You're going to read stuff 20 different times, and you're going to find some excuse to talk yourself out of it. Here's a tip for you. If you just want to push through the fear, don't think about it. Just do it before your logical brain can rationalize your way out of it right? So my hand shot up. And at that point, I was a little committed, because I just said I was going to do it. Now, was I really afraid of doing it? No, because it's a mechanical bull, right? It's not like I'm out in a real rodeo with a live animal. It's a mechanical bull that's being controlled by somebody with a joystick off on the side, right? Now, 
Am I going to fall off the bull? Of course, I'm going to fall off the bull, right? They're not going to let me stay up there forever. But when I fall off, what's going to happen? Absolutely nothing, because I'm going to fall into these cushions on the ground, right? Because again, an establishment isn't going to have this, this object that's going to hurt me so that I can sue them, right? They're going to make it very safe for me. But had I sat there at the bar and gone through and tried to calculate, oh, well, let's see here, what's the percentage chance that I'm going to fall? And if I fall, then, you know, what's the percentage chance that I'm going to blah, 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 right? If you go through all of that, you're going to end up uh, not having the story, not having the experience. I got on the bull, I rode the bull, I had a good time, and I fell off, right? But I actually stayed on a lot longer than I thought I was going to, okay? Because I was all prepared, a little bit drunk, but I was, I was prepared. <laughs> I wasn't like sloshed, but, you know, held on tight, kind of tried to move along with the bull, right? Kind of understood a little bit of the balance. And yeah, eventually I fell off, but I had a great time. The people that I was with, we had a great time. And what's the worst that happened? Well, the next day I noticed my wrist was a little bit sore. And I, at first I couldn't figure out why I'm like, why is my wrist a little bit sore? Well, it was probably because of the bull, right? And holding on to that. But anyway, that's another example, right? So again, if there's something that you're scared of, something that you're afraid of, one of the ways to get through that is to just do it and just push through. Do it before you can think about it, because if you think too much about it, then the problem is going to be you won't do it. And so I can tell that with people, you know, when I'm when I'm working with them, people reach out to me all the time. Jason, I want to work with you. I want to work with you. So we talk <clears throat> and I can tell pretty quick whether people are going to do it or whether they're not going to do it. Now, how do I know that? Because at the end of talking and I say, all right, you ready to get started now? And they're like, oh, well, I don't know. I need a little time to think about it. Well, what do you need to think about, right? We go through and we try to talk about it. Are you ready to sign up? Well, I don't know. I need a little time to think about it. And then a lot of times I'll say, well, how much time do you need? Right? Because I understand if, you know, maybe you need to go you know, look at your finances or check your card balance or something like that. And it's like, I'll get back to you tomorrow or whatever. That's fine. I understand that. But when the people say, well, I need two or three weeks to think about it. Well, I know those people are not the right people to work with me because what's going to happen in two or three weeks, they're just going to talk themselves out of it. And they stay in exactly the same position of where they're at. In fact, I've had some people that approach me about once a year oh, Jason, I really need your help. I really got to do these things different, blah, 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 blah. We go through the whole thing at the end of the day. Ah, I need a couple more weeks to think about it. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> You've been coming to me every year for the last how many years and you say you want the help. But the reason that they don't, right, is because they're staying stuck in the fear. And unfortunately, those people are going to stay stuck in their fear they're going to stay sidelined in their career unless they push through, unless they do something different, unless they do something that scares them a little bit to be able to help them push through or get the help as an example here in, in coaching. Okay. Now, to wrap up, I wanted to talk about share another story with you because, <clears throat> you know, some of you may be sitting there thinking, boy, this fear stuff, it sounds great. 
but it still scares me. And what's really the benefit for me of doing this? Well, I will tell you that there is great exhilaration on the other side of facing your fears. Okay. And I'm going to share a story here in just a minute that's going to share that with you. But the other thing that it does for you is there's so many people that feel like they're sidelined. They're sidelined in their career. They're not getting what they want from their relationship. They're not making as much money as they want to. Blah, blah, blah. Now, what ends up happening is most of these people end up complaining and, and getting into victim mentality. Now, why are they doing that? Well, first off, because they're not taking responsibility for facing the fears or doing the things that are necessary to get what they want. So if there's something that you really want, there's probably a challenge that you're going to have to go through in order to get what you want, right? Um, you know, you got to ask the girl out on the date if you ever plan to get married, right? If, if, you're, if your desire is to be in a relationship or get married, but you're afraid to ask someone out on a date, it ain't ever going to happen, right? You're not, it's not going to happen unless you take some action and do something about it, okay? So, so this is one of the reasons why I'm talking to you, right? What are some things maybe in your life that you're looking at and you're like, man, you know, I'd really like that. Or I wish the world were a little bit different, but you're afraid to do those things that are different. I want to help you, you know, have the courage to push through and do it. You can do it. Right? We've already talked about some of the ways on today's episodes. I've talked about lots of different ways on previous episodes as well on how you can do it. Now, if you forgot, go back and listen to other episodes. Or if you're like, no, I don't have time for it. I want it right now. Well, then reach out to me and we'll talk about if you want some help uh, in getting through it quicker on how I can help you do that. Okay. But I got to warn you, <laughs> I'm not going to give you two weeks to think about it. Or if you're not willing to do the work, I'm not willing to take the time to have you stay in victimhood. Right. But anyway, um, but there is also an exhilaration that comes from this, okay? And so again, I'm going to share share this last story with you um, before we sign before I sign off for today. Now, when you when you're watching videos with me, I have some different things in my office that are placed to certain places for a reason, and one of those is behind me on the wall. I have some pictures of some different places that I have been in the world where I have traveled. And some of those, you know, have meaning to me for certain reasons, right? Like one of them, I'm, it's a picture of me looking out over the river in downtown Melbourne. There's some reasons for that. I'll get into that probably later. Um, but one of them, uh, which is actually this one here. So if you're watching on video, I'm pointing to it right here. Um, but it's me in a scuba mask. Okay, so let me let me share that story with you because this goes along with what we are talking about today. So um, when I was younger, I didn't grow up near the ocean. We didn't have a pool. I was never a very good swimmer. And in fact, it was the, probably the hardest thing for me to do as a Boy Scout and, and getting my Eagle Scout uh, rank was meeting the different swimming requirements because I wasn't a very good swimmer, still not that great of a swimmer. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the problem with it too is 
I actually have had a couple of experiences where I almost drown. And in fact, one of my biggest fears in life would be to actually die drowning. Okay. And like I said, I, why, why do I have that? Well, because, you know, again, I have, I've had some experiences um, where I almost did die drowning. Okay. Um, but I was, you know, one of the things that a lot of people really enjoy is scuba diving. And always thought, you know, it'd be, it, it would be kind of fun to do that, but I was, I was really apprehensive about it because I knew I wasn't a very strong swimmer. And so, <clears throat> you know, I, I used to do a lot of work over in the Middle East, and one of the guys that I know uh, lives in Jeddah, Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, which is on the, on the Red Sea, and actually right there is some of the best scuba diving in the world, Okay. And so this guy that I met, we became friends and he kept telling me, oh, you know, Jason, you come to Jeddah all the time. I need to, you know, one of the times that you're here on the weekend, we have to go scuba diving together. And again, you know, told you I was a little apprehensive, but just like the barber story at the beginning, let me tell you a little bit about my friend, right? He's been scuba diving for years, years. He's a scuba instructor. In fact, he is certified to be able to do solo scuba dives. So he's very good at what he does. He's taught hundreds of people how to do this and he does it regularly. So I told myself, you know what? If I'm ever gonna go scuba diving, that's the guy to go with, right? Because he knows what he's doing. Uh, I, I should be able to, even though I'm a little scared, I should be able to place confidence in him knowing that he's got my back. I'm safe with him, right? Because he knows what he's doing. And so after, after him kind of cajoling me a few times when I was over there, it ended up working out to where I had a weekend over in Jeddah because I was doing, I think, two weeks worth of training there at the same time. So he's like, okay, we're going scuba diving. All right. So he picks me up from the from the hotel. Him and his and his son are there, and and uh, actually another guy that I know, another business colleague, was there. So there were the four of us that were going, and we we went. We uh, you know stopped at the little shop, uh, rented the scuba equipment that we needed, and then went over to this beautiful resort uh, where he was a member that was right on the Red Sea. So we take all of our 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 gear down towards the end. Uh, towards, towards uh, you know, to, to the end of the dock. And there were kind of two places where you could go in uh, to do this. One area that was kind of off to the left where, you know, it had some rocks because obviously, you know, the water was kind of coming in and splashing up over the rocks. And so you could kind of go in in that area and kind of walk down on the rocks and, and be able to then, you know, drop into the ocean and uh, or into the sea, technically the sea, I guess, at that point. And, uh, and be able to then go down and, uh, and do the scuba diving. And so uh, we all suited up. And so he took me over. And so we kind of walked over, you know, you got to wear the flippers and they're, it's a little awkward to walk anyway with the flippers. But, um, you know, we get over there, he's kind of holding my hand, knows, you know, explains to me what's going on, go through the whole safety thing, you know, about what's going to happen. And so I get down into the water and I start trying to walk across these big rocks. Now, these big rocks, because, you know, again, they've got algae and other stuff on them, they were slippery. 
And so what was happening is, you know, the waves were kind of crashing in on the rocks as I'm trying to walk out. And I've got these flippers that I can't really walk in very well anyway that keep slipping on the rocks. And so I keep slipping, 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 right? So I had psyched myself up beforehand about how great this was going to be, how fun it was going to be. And then the problem was I started getting triggered. And a lot of those subconscious things that I had believed started coming back to me again, right? Of, oh my gosh, what am I getting myself into? I can't even get down into the rocks, right? So I'm going through all of this stuff and I start to panic, okay? I start to panic and I just kind of go over to the side and sit, I pull myself over to the side and just kind of sit on the side. And my friend comes over and he's like, Jason, what's, what's up, right? And I'm like, you know, I, I don't know if I can do it. You know, I, I'm, I'm slipping around and everything. And he looks at me with the kindest eyes because <laughs> he's, he's experienced this before, right? He's a professional. And he looks at me with the kindest eyes and he says, don't worry. Why don't you just go back up and sit down? I'll take this first group down. You know, we'll be back in 10 or 15 minutes. Just go calm yourself down. We'll go in on the other side next time. I'll take care of you, right? So so I get myself back up. I sit down. Now, at that point, right, you know, part of me is like, damn it, you know, <laughs> I psyched myself up. I was going to do this. And now I'm kind of feeling like a little bit of a failure at that point, right? So I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, here I am in one of the, the top uh, scuba diving places in the world. And I can't even get my, <laughs> myself in the water, right? What's going on? But I go over, I sit down, I do some of my breathing exercises and things that I, that I know how to do, right, to regulate myself emotionally. And 15 minutes later, he comes over and he's like, all right, how you doing? I'm like, well, I'm feeling a lot better right now. And he said, okay, well, we, I understand what happened. Let's go over to the other side. So the other side, you kind of dropped in quicker. There weren't all the rocks. It was a little bit shallower to begin with, right? And so we got in. And, and started going down, right? And so again, he would give me the little thumb signals or I would have to give him thumb signals to make sure everything was okay. And I remember, you know, again, not maybe a little bit of apprehension, but not much. And when we started going down into the water and I finally got all the way underneath the water, it is an amazing experience, right? It is an amazing experience to be literally what feels like in this other world with the coral and the rocks and the fish and everything right around you that I just felt surreal. I felt surreal at seeing this stuff. You know, I've, I've seen, you know, movies and pictures and things like that, but to actually experience it for myself was something crazy. Now, I don't know how long we were down there for, right? But I had gotten comfortable I was enjoying the, exper the, ex the experience and it was time for us to get back out. And so, you know, we kind of went back up. He was regulating my air so that we moved back up and did everything that we needed to. And I remember getting out of the Red Sea and standing at the end of that dock at that resort where just a few minutes before I had been hating on myself, if you will, right? Telling myself what a, what a failure I was, how I couldn't do that. Literally a few minutes later, by facing that fear, 
by calming myself down, by regulating myself emotionally, and by just confronting and pushing through my fear, I accomplished what to me was a huge feat. And so here I was, literally just a few minutes later in the same exact spot, instead of feeling that way, the down, the negative emotions, I just remember feeling this elation in my body that I've only experienced a few times in my life, but of, of kind of this pure joy and electricity that was going through my body. I mean, I felt like I just hit a, hit a grand slam walk off, you know, run at the bottom in the, in the world series or just caught that, you know, winning touchdown pass with two seconds left in the Super Bowl. I mean, it was a feeling like, like I said, I've, I've literally had only a few times in my life to that extent. Now, why did I have that feeling? Why did it feel that way? Because I pushed through my fear. I gave fear a suck it sandwich. I said, you know what? I'm not going to be afraid of getting in and going down with this person who knows what he's talking about and have this experience. I'm going to give fear a suck it sandwich and I'm going to do it. And you know what? I did it. And that's one of the reasons why that picture is up on my wall is to remind me that I can do things like that. I can push through any fear that I have. I can I don't have to be scared of anything because if I did that and I literally confronted my fear of death in order to do that, if I can do that, I can do anything, right? And that's why I'm talking to you about it today, right? Because when you face those fears, when you push through, you can do anything. And you get that feeling of exhilaration that comes with it as well, right? And so again, as I started off talking about this little book, You Are a Badass, my friend, you are a badass. And when you stop doubting yourself, when you push through fear, you really can at that point start living that life of greatness that you want, but not just that you want, but when you live that life of greatness, everyone around you as well benefits from that as well. And there we go. I said as well a couple of times. All right. So what are you afraid of doing that really probably isn't going to kill you, right? What's something that scares you a little bit? But again, you don't have to face the fear of death, right, to begin with. But what's something that you could do this week to show yourself, to prove to yourself that you can do hard things? You can face your fears. You can push through them and give yourself that evidence that you can do these things, right? I do it in my life. I teach people how to do it. I see people doing it all the time. So why can't you do it too? Well, I think the answer is you already know. You can do it as well if you want to. So go out this week, 
Uh, think about uh, some of those things that you could be doing to help push through. Make baby steps. Like I said, don't, don't go jump in the Red Sea uh, to go scuba diving. It's the first thing that you're going to do. But uh, just find something. And you'd, you already know what it is. You already know what it is, right? Because you're already thinking about it right now. So don't think about it. Just go do it. And you will have that exhilaration on the other side of it just like I felt and just like everybody else feels that goes through it. There's a reason people that do extreme sports are called, why they call it an adrenaline junkies. Because when you go through it, when you do some of those things that scare you a little bit, you do get an adrenaline rush that feels amazing, amazing. That's what I was feeling there in Jeddah uh, many years ago. Okay, so with that, go out, have a great week. And we'll catch you on the next episode of Jamming with Jason. Have a good week. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. The fact that you listened to this entire episode means you got value and others will too. Do me a favor and leave a five-star review with comments and then share with others. You can also check out all of my videos on my YouTube channel and my website, jasonmefford.com. This podcast is primarily for education and commentary and does not represent professional advice. Views and opinions expressed on this show are that of the individuals and not of their respective organizations.